scripture. Well, it's it's interesting. I you know the book of Hebrews was obviously written written to Hebrew people, um, thus the name. But as I've read it, uh, I was telling Ashley yesterday, like. I think instead of calling that book Hebrews, we could just call it Americans. The whole point of the book, this old religion isn't as good as the new. And I think today, if Jesus were on earth, I think Jesus would be saying, guys, why are you going back to try to pass laws and institute rules to get favor for your people, for your country, for your household, when I'm trying to show you something different? For those willing to listen, learn, and have eyes to see and ears to hear, this is the Nonpartisan Evangelical Podcast. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? Challenging the mindset of right-wing Christianity and encouraging people to have their minds renewed and hearts transformed. What knucklehead, mush for brains, evangelical leaders are trying to, uh, to overthrow Trump. It's a special kind of dumb and calling yourself a Christian. Let's have better conversations about the life modeled in the Bible so we can truly tell the world God is not mad at you. This is the Nonpartisan Evangelical Podcast at npepodcast.com. Hi, everybody. Coffee with Paul and Ashley. She's busy drinking, so she it's can't talk. It's cocktails with Paul and Ashley. <laughs> um, normally Saturday morning coffee talk. If you're doing it on Friday at five, it's cocktails with Paul and Ashley. This I'm is drinking as close iced as tea. I, could, I could get. This is wine, so I don't exactly have cocktail stuff, but it works. Do. That'll it works. do. A little vino. Yeah. So Friday, it's Friday, and um, you and I are COVID casual. Which yeah. I've decided is um, is like a, should be a new class of wardrobing. So, you know, we went from professional to business casual, and now I think we should do COVID casual. Yeah, which is the t-shirt you slept in the night before. <laughs> I did not sleep in this t-shirt last <laughs> you, you night. Could, you may as well have. I mean, you could have. Um, and then, like, you know, house shoes. So yeah. anyway, COVID okay. casual. Cool. And but I uh, did shower today, just so everybody knows. Well, okay. Oops, sorry. I'm going to turn that sound down. Which is a big deal. In fact, I, I started my day today late because I had, a, I had to tell the person I was supposed to call, like, hey, I actually washed my hair today, and if I don't, like, finish drying it, then I'm going to have frizz for five days because I'm probably not going to wash it again. <laughs> Important <laughs> note to everybody out there, like, I was already working from home before COVID, and one of the things that, that I learned uh, is that even when you're working at home, it's important to get out of your pajamas, take a shower. Like back then they said, you know, go to Starbucks and get a coffee. Something. Tell your body and your mind, I'm going to work even though you're still at home. So this is still good advice. This is what everyone says. I do not do that. Okay. All I right. literally wake up, I roll out of bed, I fall into a chair with an iPad or a computer and I start working and then I calculate at what point do I actually have to be on a Zoom call and what percentage of my face, hair, and shoulders has to be visible. <laughs> and then I prepare like that amount. And I do that as many days as I can until it's like, no, I'm actually gonna like go all the way in, shower, wash, dry my hair. Anyway, that was today. And um, it Did you hear the one, by the way, about the guy, I think it was in like a city council meeting somewhere in California who 
thought he had turned his camera off and and appeared naked gets like he jumped in the shower during the meeting and was listening what? while he was showering a city council member was showering I yeah I, during a meeting maybe it was in the city council meeting. I don't I don't know if I have all the details but he was listening in he wasn't participating in the meeting so he just had it sitting outside of his shower thought he had turned his camera off no. didn't but he did offer to resign because of it, and, and but they did an investigation and kind of oh found my like God, that's funny. I didn't hear. But he offered to resign because of it. So showering on the job. Well, because I mean, he came out of the shower naked and they oh, saw him naked on, on the job. That's true. I was going to say there are far greater scandals in our political system today <laughs> than showering on the job. But yeah, maybe the people were all like, "Hey!" Splashing. They were yelling at him, but because he that was in the so shower, awful. he couldn't hear, and he came okay, out naked. Well, this won't top that by any stretch. But I did have um, not mine, but somebody else's toilet flushed on a Zoom I was on last <laughs> week, <laughs> and we were all just like. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. that's all we heard. But anyway, that's, that's probably pretty minor compared to uh, the other <laughs> Zoom offenses that have been going on yeah. out there. Well, we better um, get to the nonpartisan evangelical part. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Cocktails with Paul and Ashley. Yeah. So thanks everybody for joining. Yeah. And if you're just popping on right now, or you know, maybe you'll watch. My friend Devlin is on. Hey, hey Devlin, long time no see. Um, but uh, anyway, so a lot of folks will will chime in or see or see this, you know, week days from now or whatever. So. Um, anyway, but let's just touch in quickly. So this is the nonpartisan evangelical. Well, actually, I should say Paul is the nonpartisan the. evangelical. I am a nonpartisan evangelical, as all of you could also be if you would like. We're encouraging um, people to be. We are. And this is a space where um, Paul and I just like to talk, reflect on the week. And um, I think we're just trying to constantly push in on the evangelical church of America, Fresno, California, whatever you name the jurisdiction, the evangelical church, our role in society today, how we are either contributing to or harming um, the actual like move of God in our respective communities, state and nation. And so that brings us here today. Yeah. Um, and okay, so I you had a post this week that I wanted I wanted to make sure and talk about. Okay. It was my favorite. All so right. Why don't you share it? And then Which tell one us. was it? I well, um, it was the one about religious persecution. I think. Okay. Yeah. So I, yeah, I posted a meme. And it said, being asked not to sing, this is about in California, we, we were told, please don't sing in your church services. And people lost their freaking nut over it. But um, being asked not to sing in a religious service isn't religious oppression. Religious oppression is the singling out of one particular religion for restriction. You know, like Christians want to do to Islam. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if you don't like read Paul's posts and go, oh man, ouch, then um, we probably you probably aren't poking hard enough. But, probably uh, not. Yeah. So how did people? How did well? Okay. First of all, say that again. Maybe don't read it again, but but ex say again what you were expressing. I'm in saying that tweet. If, if many people were saying we're being religiously oppressed by asking not to sing in a in a service, and I'm saying no. If Christians, Jews, Muslims, Sikhs, uh, Roger Rocca's Dinner Theater, uh, Pepperdine University Musical Theater, which our daughter is a part of, um, music halls are, are all being asked not to have singing inside a building, then it's not religious persecution to ask people not to sing on a Sunday morning service. Religious persecution is one religion being singled out for particular restriction 
And then I added the point to help Christians understand what we're talking about, like what many Christians want to do to Islam. There is, There are people who have said Islamic people shouldn't be allowed to run for office, or we have Islamic women who are in office at Congress, one who was born, I think, in Somalia, and another who was born in Michigan. And Christian evangelical Republicans have chanted, send them back to their countries. Um, and, and so there are times where we're pushing for religious persecution. We want Christian laws to be instituted in the country. And I'm saying that's more religious persecution than being asked not to sing in a religious service. So if you're just uh, tuning in and you're like, you know what, it's Friday at 540 <laughs> on a COVID Friday and Paul is dropping this really intense um, thought at me. The answer is, yeah, that well, yeah, he is. It's what we do. Uh, is what we do. But um, but we, I think you like to poke and provoke, and you wouldn't do you wouldn't do this if it wasn't for the purpose of really like challenging us Christians to to show up differently um, these right. days. Right. I think there's a way we can live life, a where we are we feel less victimized. That's one of the things that I really am, am bothered by a lot. I think. Christians are being taught to feel like victims on a regular basis and living these victimized lives. And I want to free people from that because I don't, I don't think that's happening. I think that's coming from bad teaching around the Bible. And, and secondly, I, I want us to not be a divisive force in culture. I don't believe that we're supposed to be the ones that are feeding, you know, the Russians and Chinese want us to divide against one another. And I don't think Christians should be partnering with that. But again, some of our bad teaching, some of our right-wing media consumption are leading us into that. And so I'm, what I'm ultimately trying to say is let's not live as victims of relig religious persecution. But hey, while we're talking about it, we kind of want to do it to other religions. And, and let's be careful of that as well. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like that's... That or particularly is... want, to, want to persecute people that are of no religion at all or, yeah. or of other spiritualities that are non-religious yeah. yeah. in nature. Yeah, and that's pretty indicting. I mean, yeah. I think there are a lot of ways in which the American Christian church... Um, ha I mean, we, you know, if you're just hearing this and you're curious to hear us go deep on like white race, white supremacy in the evangelical church, that's up on the website, mm -hmm. npepodcast.com. We did a whole thing on that. Reading Doctor uh, Doctor Hayes, uh, Fre Frederick Haynes, yeah, Haynes' letter to the white uh, evangelical church. Like, I mean, the the reality is there are so many ways in which um, the church has carried stigma, racist um, thoughts toward and, and actions towards marginalized people in our country, right. and then it just you know it just really really rough when that is done in the name of Jesus, you know. So I think it's what makes God really upset when yeah. when things like that are done in his name. Um, yeah. That's that's when things go awry in cultures. So those things aren't going to change if we don't do our part to just be like, "Hey, wait a second. Let me let me challenge myself. What what, you know, have I carried that in any way? Um, am I a part of accidentally like leaning in on that kind of sentiment or whatever? Like like that's kind of like if we don't talk about it and surface it, it never changes. So yeah. we're just trying to do that. Well, and Deborah Lynn just said, real persecution happens. We don't need to manufacture it. And, and that's one of the things I've been saying this week is there will be days, I think, when 
Christians can be persecuted, but you don't want to be at a place where people are like, yeah, we've been hearing that from you guys for decades, you know, become yeah. sort of the Christians that cried wolf if we're not careful. Well, and I think probably Dublin's also saying today, um, think of how many different religious groups and people groups are persecuted right, today right. in a free country. Right. You know, so for us to like pull that onto ourselves and to think that we are victims when we don't really stand up and challenge when other people groups are truly persecuted uh, in our own country, then it's a little bit hard to, um, I right. don't know, to carry that victim mantle. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, there is one common thread through the Bible that's that's inarguable and never ending, and that is God will the the narratives on an ongoing basis is God will punish His people when they become comfortable and pursuing sort of monetary gain rather than pursuing justice for the poor and the marginalized, the foreigner and the widow. That is a never-ending theme from the start and finish of the Bible. And and it seems at times in the American evangelical church, we've said, yeah, that stuff's important. And so we're going to have a homeless feed on Thanksgiving to tick that box. But what we really care about is getting the Supreme Court uh, getting power over the Supreme Court, getting the presidency, getting the governorships, getting political power so we can start to institute our laws rather than put our lives on the line, put our reputations on the line for marginalized people. And I think it's when God really starts to say, hey, wait a second, you guys are really missing the point of what the Bible says and what Jesus came to represent. I'm going to have another glass of wine here because <laughs> this is uh, this is quite a way to start the weekend here um, on the nonpartisan evangelical but a couple things to mention so uh, maybe you're checking this out for the first time make sure you visit npepodcast.com and there are a ton of great podcasts Paul and I now this is week three by the way or yeah, is it week four? week four week four okay so this is big for us we have consistently been We're on a roll reaching out doing our own little segments here together um, and we have consistently been posting stuff, uh, podcasts of, of our own. So check those out. And then also on your website, look for the insiders list because we want to find a way to stay in more direct connection with you guys and um, just give us your email address. Yeah, it's and, right there on that homepage yeah. and sign up and you'll get all the info of what's happening on NPE. Yeah, so npepodcast.com. Um, so let's talk, we, we always like to focus on some portion of scripture each week when we come together, um, kind of break things down and bring, bring these um, stories and things that are talked about in the Bible, like see if it still resonates for today's world and today's conditions. And so last week, Paul, you were uh, really just focusing a lot on Hebrews 3 yeah. and talking about not hardening our hearts like our forefathers did in the desert, which is a reference to the Israelites in the wilderness. Um, say more this week about where you've your head's been in the scripture. Well, it's it's interesting. I, you know, the book of Hebrews was obviously written written to Hebrew people, um, thus the name. But as I've read it, uh, I was telling Ashley yesterday, like, I think instead of calling that book Hebrews, we could just call it Americans, or we could call it Evangelicals, because the the whole point of the book is like, hey, this old religion isn't as good as the new 
relationship that Jesus came to offer to people. And I think today, if Jesus were on earth, and I, I wrote a book called Joseph Comes to Town, sort of as this idea, I think Jesus would be saying, guys, why are you going back to try to pass laws and institute rules to get favor for your people, for your country, for your household, when I'm trying to show you something different? So does that make sense? That's why I think it, it could be called Americans instead of Hebrews. Well, I yes. So, um yeah, so keep keep well, sharing what you're going to share. I don't know if I explained that really well because I get really into sort of the deep intricacies of this. But what Hebrews was saying to the people he was talking to, you had this old way of doing religion where you had to sacrifice animals and have this priest do it. And I'm giving you this new way that's going to be just you in relationship with God. And today, I think he would be saying to Americans, now you believe that being Christian is like being in the right political party and being in favor of the right laws and the right laws to ban certain behaviors. And I'm telling you, it's not. It's actually just, again, being in right relationship with God. So the, the passage I'll read um, is in Hebrews chapter 8. Um, starts in verse... Six, it says, Christ has obtained a ministry that is much more excellent than the old covenant. He mediates a better one now since it is enacted on better promises. For if that first covenant had been enough, there would have been no occasion to look for a second. For he finds faults with them when he says, Does God behold the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant, not like that old covenant, when I took the fathers out of Egypt, but this new covenant that I will make with my people after those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws into their minds and I will write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother saying, know the Lord, for they all will know who I am. Okay, that was really long. Yeah. <laughs> Probably Sorry. a little bit of <laughs> that was like word, words, 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 yeah. covenant, words, words, duh. <laughs> so maybe, maybe okay. like give us another just like, what, what, was, what was being said there? So what he was saying is, again, remember the writer is telling people who believe in God, don't go back to the old way of doing religion. It's just not the way it's supposed to be anymore. But they were kind of tempted and wanted to go back because this new way looked kind of scary. And so he was saying, if the old way was a good enough way to know God and, and have right religion, God wouldn't have brought Jesus to bring sort of this new model of how to live. And he said, this new model of how to live is way better. And, and then he explains what the new model looks like. Before, you had laws and rules. And if you followed the laws and rules, you were good. If you didn't follow the laws and rules, you were bad. That give was us the an, old religion. And just to really hammer this point home, give okay. us an example of one of the the old laws that they were governed by. Like the, the law just totally controlled every aspect of their behavior. Yeah, it, it controlled how much money you had to give on a regular basis from every harvest, how much of the harvest you had to give to the temple. And every year you would have to travel to Jerusalem, no matter where you lived in Israel, and bring a, bring a lamb or a goat. Or if you were really poor, bring a dove or a sparrow and have that animal sacrificed. And that's what made you in right standing with God. So you would bring the lamb, they'd kill it, and then you would be okay. Your sins would be forgiven. And Hebrews is saying, you don't have to follow those rules anymore because now you can just 
pray and know God directly yourself. And if you think about how revolutionary that was at the time, because this, these religious laws were also the laws, like the governmental laws of the land. Right. And so um, Hebrews, which, you know, there's a lot of speculation. Hebrews was actually written by a, a woman, so I like to call it Shebrews. Shebrews. <laughs> I used that joke last week. I, I love can, it. I can use it probably it's a couple a good more one. times before it gets old. But um, anyway, um, so so Hebrews, and, and actually the, you know, the New Testament is saying, you know, um, Imagine like all all of the ways in which society operated were taking out the the law and behavior based regulations, so to speak, and we're simply saying that you get to have a heart connection with God. He's gonna He's gonna write the laws on your heart. You don't have to, you know, pass the laws in your legislature. God's gonna write His law. He's gonna establish His kingdom, His relationship with you in your own heart, and it's this direct it's this direct connection. And right. so um, that's the promise and the hope of, of the New Testament, right? And right. Of, and of the sacrifice. Of- yeah, and, and so get, I think that really important thing is, is kind of what we've made Christianity in America is it's this grace and saying this prayer and getting to know Jesus and then being okay. And then part of being a part of that club of Christianity then is your you have a particular political view. You have a view toward particular laws that we want to get passed. And so we need to get Supreme Court justices in. So we have to vote for particular people for office because that's what's really important. And and God is, is saying in this passage, like, no, your, your ability to understand your humanity and your value and be connected to God, or, or we would say to people who are watching the universe, the creator, the creative one that started, what, however you want to see God is okay. To know that you get to be connected with that being and, and then it's going to be written in your hearts and you can follow your heart of what is good now in my connection with the universe, with God, and what is my connection with people around me, my inner circle, my spouse, my family, and other people that are in a broader circle that if I if I pour good stuff out into them, I'm going to reap the rewards of that as well. And so the, the whole vision of the New Testament of the Bible is this modeled life of Jesus where he's saying true happiness is being a peacemaker, which means you're going to fight for the least of these, you're going to fight for the, the Samaritans who are despised and hated. And in our day, you know, you're going to fight for that Islamic person. You're going to stand with Black Lives Matter, even if it makes you look less Christian. In fact, even more so if it makes you look less Christian, because that's where true joy and happiness and connection with God and with man exists. Um, so, again... I guess people will judge for themselves whether or not this is the way they wanted to go in to the weekend. Um, but this is what we do here at the Paul and Ashley Cocktail Hour. Am I preaching Hour. too much? Um, you know, I think I would just say, like, this is pretty dense. And I just want to acknowledge okay. that. Right. It's pretty dense. Um, and and maybe folks need to go back and listen to this when they've had a chance to think about it. <laughs> or had a few glasses had of wine. Had a few wine. glasses of wine. And, and also just check out the other content on the website because that might help just kind of digest this a little bit. Um, and I'm wondering if we should probably just, you know, let people get onto their real cocktail hours. Okay. But um, but I want to say a couple things first of all. So coming up, definitely sign up on that insiders list. It's npepodcast.com. Sign up on the insiders list because you'll hear about cool stuff like coming soon. 
Um, Paul's message on God is bigger than the boogeyman. Yeah. Complete with a VeggieTales song. For those of you who don't know about VeggieTales, you definitely want to check that out. Um, number one. Number two, you're thinking about putting forward like a media fast or a yeah. challenge. We're looking for one person. One person who consumes conservative media on a fairly regular basis. We'd like to ask for that person to volunteer to um, to fast for a week from conservative media. And if you want to just say all media, that could be okay too. And then just keep a journal on any changes in attitude or outlook that happen as a result of that fast. So we haven't really set it up yet, but that's the idea. Yeah. In case anybody hears this and wants to volunteer, that would be great. Um, and then I think the last thing I wanted to, to tease is um, there's going to be a time here soon in a couple couple of weeks when we're really trying to blow up the interweb yeah. with um, nonpartisan evangelicals. Break the internet. We want to shut it down. Um, we need 100 people to subscribe to Paul's podcast in one day. And apparently, if you do that, like iTunes sits up and pays attention and yeah. all of the other podcasting sites. So, um, our, so our social media coach is telling us, you know, do this and this will, yeah. you know, if you get a hundred subscribers in a day, all of a sudden Apple podcast and iTunes start saying, Hey, this Take may, you be, seriously. This may so, be somebody to look at. If you've been tuning in for a few minutes or if you listen to this at some point, it means that maybe you like this and you want to hear this conversation. July 22nd is going to be that day and we'll be sending out that information to our email list. So you need to sign up on our insiders list. So don't go subscribe today. You can go listen today, but don't go subscribe today on the podcast. Subscribe on July 22nd. Hold your subscriptions and get 10 of your friends ready. Mark it on your calendar. It will be a big day. The whole interweb will be uh, paying attention. And then the other thing you want to do on that same day, you want to talk about your book. So not on that same day. Okay. I'm sorry. So I haven't given you all the, the deep <laughs> detail. So July 22nd, we'll have everybody subscribe on Apple Podcasts. July 29th, I want to get a review on the book, Joseph Comes to Town. This is my novel that we published this year. It's called Joseph Comes to Town with the subtitle, When the Religious Right Goes Religiously Wrong. And uh, sort of this is my interpretation of why the evangelical church acts it, as it does, how it can be transformed into being a really positive force. It's a novel, though, so it's a story, and uh, my story of, like, what would Jesus say about the religious right where he here on earth today. So if you haven't read it, buy it. Go to Amazon. Again, you can go to my website, mppodcast.com, and click that Joseph Comes to Town uh, book, but, uh, book link. But what we're going to do, so July 22nd, 100 subscribers on Apple Podcasts. July 29th, that next Wednesday, then I want 100 reviews on Amazon for the book. So that means you need to get the book and read it before July 29th so you can do a good review for it and ask others to do the same. And yes, Daniel was saying, share links. We will share links in the comments. So, um, and Harold is asking for the insider's address again, npepodcast.com, nonpartisan evangelical, npepodcast.com, insider's list, you can see the link right there on the homepage when you get on there. So if someone gives you a bad review, does that still count towards your goal? <laughs> it would be better if we get a good review, but okay. uh, sure, yes, okay. I guess so. So July 22nd, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. July 29th, give a review on the book. Okay. So there you go. Okay. We got a lot done. <laughs> well, I'm sorry if I preach too much, but uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this idea that ultimately I'm not just taking shots at the church. 
what I'm trying to say is, guys, there's another way to think about how we're behaving. And I think it's a better way. It's a fuller life with more joy where we get to actually like people and not declare enemies. And we don't have to sit around feeling victimized and persecuted, but actually feel free to be really empowered to, to do good things in the world. And I think that's a message worth sharing. And it is actually what Jesus modeled. It is so, the life that Jesus uh, modeled. So, you know, it's not like we're asking people to swing out way out. You know what? That's that's a good sign. It, that alarm goes off every day at 5:59 p.m. because we live in area code 5:59, and that is our sign to pray for our communities. So, yeah, um, it's yeah. a good time to pray to send off real quick. Yep, do it. Who's, I'm starting. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and and thanks all of you who have come in and viewed. We've been getting over 800 views on these. We're just really excited about that. But I just bless you. I bless you going into your weekend. And what I really want to speak over the people who are watching us is just peace. The Bible has this word shalom. And shalom means peace. That's how we translate. But it doesn't just mean peace. It means like wholeness and wellness and well-being, physically, mentally, spiritual. And so I speak shalom over you and your household this weekend, that you, your family, your friends, whomever you're going to interact with, it'll just be a rich, fulfilling time, not not dragging out of you, but putting in you, and that you'll come into this next week ready, fired up, and able to go because of the great weekend that you're going to have this weekend. So we bless you with that. And I would just agree with that prayer, and my prayer is that God would give back to you um, the time that you've spent with us here today or whenever you happen to listen to this. Um, thank you so much for considering being a partner with us and promoting the message of the nonpartisan evangelical, which is that God's not mad at you. Um, he he's really he, not. He's really not mad. In fact, um, he's so he's so gracious and loves us, and he um, is heartbroken when we um, when we don't when we are afraid to seek relationship with him because of maybe the way the American Church has represented him to us. And so, um, thank you. And my prayer is that God would return the time. Um, if you do choose to buy a book, that he would return the money that you spend on that book um, multiple, multiple times over and that this, um, that this is a real blessing to your household. So with that, bless you guys and yeah. uh, we'll stay in close touch. Yeah, and if anybody has any questions or you'd like to know further, they can DM or get us through the website or any of that stuff. Have a great weekend. All right, take care. See you guys Aww. soon.